Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Panel to Podcast, your weekly source for all things comic books. I'm Andrew Reiner, joined, as always, by Philip Hoff. Hello, sir. How are you this evening? I am great. In fact, better than great, because comic books have been better than they have ever been. And they just keep going. Every week, we get a new one. That's the sad thing, Phil. Here's the side <laughs> thought. You already derailed me. We're never going to see the end of, like, Batman's story. Uh... We're going to die old people, hopefully super old, like 100 plus years. And Batman's still going to be 40 years old. You know, you'll probably have Robin 18 by then. And we'll just never see the end. These comics will keep going. Yet, we're there every week. Along those lines, didn't DC a couple of years ago do like a time chart saying that essentially for every, it was like 10 or 15 years of time that passes, it's actually only one year or 15 years of our time that passes. It's only one year in comic book years. Yeah. See, that's garbage. It, it really is. They, they, Dick Grayson aged like 15 years in two years. <laughs> it, was, it was some kind of growth hormone. Yeah. And, and Batman hasn't, you know, like he had gray hair for a bit. Now he doesn't again. It's garbage. He's 40 years old. They don't want to change anything. They want people to just keep reading these stories. <laughs> Nothing's going to change. We're going to die and never see the end. I'm done reading comics. How old is Peter That's Parker what I just at figured this point? Out. <laughs> What's that? How old is Peter Parker at this point? He was 16 during issue one. So he's got to be what? 21, 22? Yeah, maybe 17 again. I don't know. He's been married seven to Mary Jane seven times, been divorced six, but they never covered any of that. He's died twice, which we might even talk about tonight as Peter Parker dying. Aunt May dies every three years. Uh, she's <laughs> about due again, ritual. isn't she? <laughs> oh, boy. What are we doing? Um, I can I'm tell you what we're doing. Why the Last Man Ended. Bone Ended. Yeah. Preacher Ended. Our finite series. Preacher. Yeah, that's a great one. But our main ones, the, our love of the superheroes, just keep going on. But I guess that's part of what's brilliant. We've seen so many different Robins come online, and we like each of them individually. Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake. The, it, the list goes on and on and on. And, and that's part of what's fun is seeing these stories evolve, right? Even if we won't see the end of them, there is great evolution. And speaking of which, like you just brought up, Batman Shadow War. I was going to lead into that forward. way differently, man. I had such a great lead up for that. Oh, I was going to ask ahead. you, how many ninjas do you think we've seen die in comic books? <laughs> uh, if you read The Tick a lot. <laughs> many, many ninjas. Just in The Tick alone. You read Daredevil and Electra, The Hand. How many ninjas have died there? Do you think this issue of Batman had more ninjas than any other comic to date? It very well could have. There were panels of nothing but walls of ninjas. Yeah, like tidal waves of ninjas, like actual tidal waves of ninjas. Like mm -hmm. there's no way they could exist in that form, yet they do. Ninjas on top of ninjas, man. And that's part of, that's one of the parts of what made this awesome is <laughs> everyone's just throwing, throwing down against ninjas and they don't stand a chance. They are, what's the lowest belt you can get in karate? I think it's white. I think they were all white belts within, you know, the... The League of Assassins. One of them might have had one of the little like straps you get on your belt after you've evolved past that first <laughs> past that first notch, and that was the guy that was leading the charge, and he sent all the other white belts after everybody. Yeah, and there was another that threw a throwing star. It didn't hit the mark, but came close. <laughs> they're essentially <laughs> got the shot off. They're like stormtroopers. It's it's similar to invading the Death Star at this point. There were just ninjas everywhere, kind of like they were stormtroopers. Also, people, by the way, we are talking about the newest issue of Batman. 
Yeah, the newest issue of Batman by Joshua Williamson, art by Trevor Harrison. Incredible yeah. writing and art. One of the, I mean, the ninja part was fantastic, but when it got really slow mm-hmm. with Talia and Bruce. Is there history there? There, There's a little history and they go <laughs> into that. They go into that. Obviously, Batman's there to find out why she's alive, which is a weird thing to say. Yep. But there's good reason behind that. And th- that's one of the big hooks of reading this this story. If you haven't dove into it, we don't want to spoil too much. But it seems like old flames are reunited and reignited, whatever you want to say. It's, it's fantastic. Everything about Shadow War has been some of the best Batman storytelling in a long time. I'm trying yeah. to think back to the last time I n- enjoyed Batman this much. I really enjoyed two issues. Joker War at the start. And then that kind of fizzled a little bit. But I thought the, the start of that was really, really good when Joker drained all of Bruce's money from him. I'm going to say Court of Owls for me. Court of Owls is up there. Oh, definitely Court of Owls. Is New there, 52. Yeah. yeah. So what was that? Five, seven years ago? Maybe yeah, longer now? I think that was 2011. But this issue, I give a 9.5 out of 10. I, I, I was just like, wow. Everything about it was fantastic. I couldn't believe how many ninjas they drew, <laughs> where the story ended up going, what this means for the the bigger picture of Batman, what I think they're setting up. Like, yeah. oh, and I those, can't wait. Those last two panels, basically the entire world froze for a couple of seconds. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, oh, all right. I think, Phil, that we're going to have a role reversal. I think Batman might be filling someone else's spot, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know exactly With what the you ninjas. Mean. Yeah. Yep. And if they go that way, then I think someone else will be filling his spot, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Well, that could go a couple of different ways. And if it's yeah. well, you a lot disgust, of ways. I'm out. <laughs> oh, no. I will quit reading <laughs> Batman if that happens. That's yeah. not true, because Zdarsky's about to start writing it. So I will not quit reading Batman, but I'll threaten it. Yeah. I mean, Zdarsky coming on Batman and... uh yeah, there might be someone else there. <laughs> I'm all about it. Uh-huh. All about it. Anyway, everybody should read the new issue of Batman out last week. Probably hard to find. You could get it digitally. Look online, see if you can get a copy or your obviously your comic shop. But it is an absolute can't miss these last two issues. You have to, have to, have to read it. Yep. And if you're enjoying the Moon Knight show, which I am, I thought episode two was really, really good. Uh, some really nice development in terms of uh, where the story is going and who the adversary is going to be. I, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see Dr. Doom or Latveria. I think we saw Latveria in the first episode, but I don't think we'll see that play out anymore. I think that will be saved for the Fantastic Four movie. But I do think we're going to see some some cool things in, in the Marvel Universe that have been a big part of the comic books, but have not been... Uh, been in the MCU. And I'm, I'm speaking of Dracula and right. Moon Knight wanting his money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that meme is maybe the best thing to, to ever happen to the internet. And it's pretty far up there. It's downhill after, the, after that. But anyway, the new issue of Moon Knight, if you are liking that show, the new issue of Moon Knight shows you how dark this character can be. Yeah. And it's it's him basically uh, seeking therapy at the beginning beginning of the story, right, Phil? Well, that's kind of been this entire run is him with therapy, which has been really, really fun to read. Him doling it out or seeking it. Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting there, he's getting some advice, but then he turns the tables very quickly and is like, I know who you are. (laughs) Yep. You are are not who you say you are, and I'm going to punish you. 
And you see that punishment play out in very dramatic form. And he does not pull any punches. I, I was at the end of it. I was like, is this really where it's going to end? Comic books are still frames, right? Like there is no animation, but you'd see him doing the slow walk toward the screen and you could just yeah. see that playing out in your eyes of mm-hmm. he's not messing around. This is where it's ending. And uh, from here on in, it's all bets are are off. What do you think of it? I think Moon Knight is, again, reestablishing himself as a genuine badass as the first, I think it's nine issues have led up to this, or maybe it's 10, I don't remember what issue number this was. And it keeps delving deeper and deeper into the psychology and the mythos of of him as well. Um, I've loved everything that this story has done while tinkering with hints of the supernatural, because you're going to get that, especially with vampires, and maybe we will see Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Give me my money back! (laughs) But um, this continues. This story continues to evolve, and I'm I'm hooked, and I'm in for the long run. But that torturous ending is mm, magnifique. Oh gosh, yeah. I you have to think that's going to come up again later on, but maybe not. Maybe that's just or it's just going to sit on his bookshelf like a fish in a tank. There you go. There you go. Uh, a story that ended. Devil's yeah. Reign. Phil, walk us through it. Devil's Reign did, I, I want to say, finally end, but it, I also felt as though it ended a little bit too abruptly. I know you've got your thoughts on this, and they're quite humorous in and of themselves, and they cause me to chuckle every time. I thought I thought the payoff was really, really good. Um, you get to see Wilson Fisk lose his mind a little bit, and it all comes full circle back to something that happened earlier in Zdarsky's run of Daredevil. Uh, I thought... I liked how it played out, and I'm curious as to where it's going to go with the sailing off into the sunset, not giving any names in case any of our listeners haven't listened. Um, But you do see Wilson Fisk is still the badass that you know that he was, and it looks like he turns down an offer that was presented to him. Thankfully so. Hopefully it doesn't come back to that. I thought the all-out war, including the Purple Man and the Purple Children, was wonderfully told. I love the art in this storyline. I'm sad it's over, but on the bright side, we're getting a new reboot of Daredevil. Yeah, I want to almost want to say Chip Zdarsky with that kind of uh, proposition that was put in Wilson, in front of Wilson Fisk was him kind of making fun of DC Comics a oh, little bit, definitely with what they do with Lex Luthor, and he instead was like, "No, this is this is how this is what a real villain operates like. This is mm-hmm. a, a dangerous mind. This is how how they think, and this is how unhinged they can be and unpredictable." And I was just like, "Whoa, where's this going?" Fisk's uh, son is involved. Yeah. I was going to ask you, we did lose one major character in this entire storyline. <laughs> we did. A, a character named Mike. It's uh, It was who... a good run for Mike. <laughs> Mike is didn't just appear in this comic series. He's He's been around for, what, Phil? Decades? <laughs> no. In a very minor role? Or... So here's the way that the entire Mike thing played out, is Matt used to pretend that he was Mike when he didn't want people to know that he was Matt. <laughs> Yeah. And then it turns out that in, I believe it was Daredevil 606, it, that Mike's a real guy and Matt does have a brother. When did that happen, though? When did that might have actually been like 2016? Okay. Nah, a little bit earlier than that, like 2012 ish, maybe. All right. Well, well, Mike's dead. <laughs> 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 that whole idea is, is gone now. And it was but such it... A, a, a cheesy kind of reveal, right? It was like, ah, uh, and they just keep bemoaning mike and it's like nobody cares about mike no you you tricked us in a death we thought something else was happening but no it wasn't who we thought it was and it's 
yeah, I didn't like that part of it, but I do like where everything settles. Like you yes. just said, the sunset. I like where things are with Matt Murdock, with Elektra. I think Zdarsky has set him up, set himself up for an awesome new series. And that's going to be the next issue is going to be issue one again. Yep. But so I do believe we've be, got Electro 100 coming out after that. That's uh, I think next that's week. Next week We're going to go into that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great stepping on point for people, you know, jumping on point. If you want to see what Daredevil is all about, you got a new issue one coming up next, uh, next month. So yep. definitely look out for that. A book that I really enjoyed, Phil, that I didn't think I would was mm-hmm. X-Men Red. Remember, we were trying to figure out what that meant? Yeah. If it was like Omega Red or if it was like a, just a new sub-team. It turns out uh, they're on the Red Planet. They're on Mars. What? <laughs> Every time you tell me anything that happens in X-Men, I'm like, I got to read this because it's so stupid. And then I never do because yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah. it's it. They call it Araco. Okay. Planet Araco. A-R-A-K-K-A. Oh, uh, Storm is the region of said planet. Yes, St- you know, Storm, like, she's still awesome. She's the main focus of this issue because there's a shapeshifter that is Storm. So it's really confusing. But then it all kind of settles in. There's like Cable and Vulcan, who's like his nephew, and Sunspot's there, and Abigail Brand and Sword. It's all really confusing at times. But it gets back to Storm, and I really like the last three pages of this comic where not only does she get a new outfit, which means big things are happening, but she's like, they're like, hey, are we going to start a new X-Men? And she's like, no, uh-uh. And I'm going to spoil this. She's yeah. like, she talks about the brotherhood. Oh. So, yeah. I think that's they're going. That's not a word you can throw away around loosely in the X-Men universe. I know. So I think that's a, a cool development for the series. I don't know. If they're going to continue on with X-Men Red or if they're going to change it to Brotherhood of something, we'll see. Uh, but I liked where that went. I thought that was a cool issue and I was surprised by it. Do you know if it this was, is a mini very... What's that? Is, do you know if this is a mini or if it's an ongoing series, this X-Men Red, or is it just a one shot? I have no idea. <laughs> right. I really don't know. I, I just read it. I was like, wow, ah, that's cool. And, okay. and <laughs> it was done. It was very typical for me with X-Men. It was like, I don't know what's happening. It's there's too much happening, and then it all kind of settles in. You're like, okay, I'm on board. Kind of like uh, that Wolverine series I read, where I was like, oh no, <laughs> there's like Moby Dick is here. He's in someone's womb. I don't, I don't understand. And then at the end, I'm like, yeah, that was cool. There was some cool action there. <laughs> oh boy, uh, a comic that I did understand, uh-huh. that I thought was very good. Strange. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of this. It is uh, so different than Doctor Strange because Clea, who has the Sorcerer's Supreme Power, is about as cocky as a character can get and just so sure of her abilities. I I think it's just really fun to see that. Mm -hmm. And and she's just, you know, obviously she's made a mess of things with her power already. But I I do like where where her head's at. It's just fun to follow her. And... um, yeah, I'm on board for this as long as they keep going. I hope I hope this keeps going. I hope Doctor Strange comes back in some capacity and we have two Strange series going. Where's your head at on this one, Phil? Um, I love the fact that Clea doesn't seem as calculated as Doctor Strange is and she just runs off a of pure emotion, it feels like. 
Yeah. And she is just out there to rip stuff up and get vengeance and fix what she thinks needs to be fixed. And you're not going to stop her from doing it. I am really, really enjoying the hell out of this series as well. And I'm typically not one that gets too big into the magics either. Um, but this one keeps me going or will keep me going, as, at least for now, if it stays at the pace that it does. But I, if strain, if Steven comes back and there's a strange off, that could be. Hmm. Oh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would, but I don't know if the power corrupts. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they can't live without it now, both of them, but only one can have it. Ooh, it's, yeah. We should write that. <laughs> That's our Get second great idea. Get on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so Chip will be like, so Stephen Strange has a brother named Carl <laughs> that you, you haven't known about. No, Chip would be like, you have to... an issue and it's going to go for like seven years, but then we're going to kill Carl off. Chip would go, you got the wrong guy for this. This sounds more like intergalactic craziness. You need to call my friend Donnie and see what Donnie <laughs> has to say about the strange off. And Donnie will go like, strange off? Yeah. Uh-huh. I can drag this on for 37 issues. Yeah. And he'll be like, okay, so that medallion he has, well, the soul of his father's in there now and, and he can talk to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway. Speaking anyway, yeah, of it's souls. Very good. Strange is very good. Yeah. Souls. Monsters have souls, right? Yeah, especially the little monsters. Man, is Lemaire telling a story here in such a wonderfully disturbing, disturbing manner with flashbacks, no flash forwards yet, but you really see what these kids are up to in their underground hiding space and they finally get their first taste of something. And at this point, all hell's about to break loose, but then we get introduced to a new character and the yeah, breaks so the them screeching are- on. As the name of the title or the the title of the comic is Little Monsters. These kids are monsters. You finally see why they are, I guess, kind of. You it was kind of alluded one to in kid. the first one when they were eating the blood <laughs> of the rats. Yeah, they were eating rats. But it was like, are they just doing that to survive because there's no adults around to take care of them? I believe they hinted at a lack of sunlight in the first issue too. So they were hiding out in the dark. So it appears as though they might be some kind of a vampiric type of a creature. And you get the backstory yes. on one of them. <laughs> it's so good it really is good jeff lemire one of the most creative uh comic writers out there and artists sometimes yes. he'll do both and this is another one of those where you're just like how did you come up with all this and i love where it's going like you turn the pages and you're like oh well this is this is getting dark and then it gets really disturbing on top of dark <laughs> but then you're at the same time you're like i'm kind of relating to these kids a little and Mm -hmm. i I kind of feel for them but then you're like oh no they're monsters (laughs) this is bad they're controlled monsters until they're no longer controlled monsters and then there might be a hunter involved and we'll have to see how long this goes again i don't look things up i don't like knowing how long a series is nope i would i like marvel's approach we've said this before i like marvel's approach of not listing one of six on the cover dc Mm -hmm. does that uh, image and dark horse sometimes do that i just like having the series go and if it comes to an end after five issues or six issues so be it if it keeps going on fantastic if i'm liking it right so we'll have to see where this goes and uh, first two issues lights out awesome uh, on top of that if you like this go grab may's book i think oh. that's still on store shelves just a beautifully written tale just he does it about as well as anybody has in comic history and uh each story he tells, very different, very unique, and uh, just all him. 
And his way of presenting things is very unique in and of itself because he gives you just enough of a nibble to keep you wanting to eat, if that like makes that. any sense. It's... Yeah, but you just, you just brought it right around. Phil, it's time to go on to what we promised, Craven's Last Hunt. We were going to talk about this. We had our listeners reading along with us. We got some really nice entries. We did. From people. I, I couldn't believe the response we got. I thought you and I were maybe just doing this by ourselves. Uh, I mean, we are doing it ourselves, but we were uh, only uh, broadcasting to ourselves. No one was listening. But it turns out people do like the show, and uh, we've had some pretty good back and forth on Twitter now. People mm-hmm. sending us pictures of their collections, the comics they're buying, got people in our DMs asking questions about what they should start reading, what apps they should get for digital, all that stuff. It's been fantastic. But this is the first time we've done a read-along and we picked a classic from 1987. This is uh, Craven's Last Hunt. It's a Spider-Man story. Craven, uh, who is obviously Craven the Hunter, I don't want to say he didn't have a pulse before this story, Phil, but this is what really made him one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Yep. And he wasn't even on the map before that. He was just no. kind of the the guy that we- wore the weird like lion suit, right? <laughs> with Russian the f- guy that looked furry... like Tom Selleck wearing a lion's head. <laughs> yeah, with the, the furry collar. It was like, oof, that's not a good look. But now you see it and you're like, that's iconic. And it, it all kind of goes back, harks back to this story what was it six issues yep and this is written by jm de matias I, I hope i'm pronouncing that correctly with art by mike zek phil i want your your take first so i haven't read this since 1987 maybe 1988 i probably gave it a reread it run at that or reread at that point and as I jumped back into this, I remembered really enjoying it i remember it being a dark story especially in 87 when i was 87 88 when i would have been barely into double digits of my lifetime and going back and rereading it with an adult's eye this might be one of the best written stories i've read in a long time it is panel by panel it is almost poetic the way that it's presented and told it is so so dark and so dreary and grim and you really get inside of craven's head and understand what makes him tick and what makes him think that he's a failure and vermin's there too and his role is very minute but it's definitely powerful enough i am so glad we had this recommended to us to go back and reread because it's not one that was very fresh in my mind um i'll probably this might even make it to like a yearly reread type of a list or yeah a yearly reread type of a list for me because it's it's that good and that powerful yeah a lot of times i'll look back at some of my old comics you know from the 80s and i'm like wow i can't believe i read these like it, it's such a different experience, reading experience. They just don't hold up that well, right? It, it's almost like watching movies with old CG, right? Like where you're, you're like, oh, I can't believe I thought that was realistic. Looking you know, at you, Phantom you Menace. Yeah, now you look at it, you're like, geez, it, it was. It, it just wasn't good, you know. Like it's, it wasn't believable at all. Yet our imagination took hold, and the way comics read was very different back then. There was a lot more panels, not as art intensive like there was good art but nothing it was the days of like the big huge full spreads of art panels yeah that 
you know, image comics, you know, around that time, Todd McFarlane, you know, that, that generation really kind of took hold. Jim Lee, mm-hmm. uh, kind of brought in this new focus on art being a big part of the storytelling, but Craven's last hunt, like you said, the second you start reading it, it's panel by panel. It's brilliant. You yeah. know, this is both the art and the, the storytelling. It draws you in on page one and holds you all the way to the end of that. And I don't know, like one of our, our listeners wrote this, like, how did this story get made? It doesn't seem like something that Marvel would approve if you really think about what's going on here and how that just kind of slots into the main continuity. It almost reads like an Elseworlds or a, a standalone one shot, like a what if kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, and basically we have Craven going on, you know, as the title implies, he's going on his last hunt. Like he's like, this is it. Wants to hunt the big game. I'm going to take down the big game and not just take them down. I'm going to humiliate them, bury them alive and become them. Mm -hmm. You see him better than them and be better. Yeah. Show that I am the, the alpha, (laughs) right? The, 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 the prime hunter, the, the greatest hero ever. And it's, it's disturbing. So, so disturbing. And you feel so much for all the characters involved. And then the dramatic style that the art kind of brings you in with the spiders on the grave and all that stuff, uh, you know, over time showing like he's coming back, right? Like Spider-Man's coming back, even though he's, we think he's dead and gone, buried alive. There's still courage. There's still hope. And, and he comes back and, oh gosh. Yeah. It, it just gets better and better from there. Phil, do you have some of the reader comments? I'm going to read three. You got one yourself. I've got one myself. Yeah. I also just want to point out that like Spider-Man in New York is usually such a bright, sunny type of a place. Yeah. Where in this, it was raining the entire time. Almost Gotham-like, if you will. Yeah. And Spider-Man in the black costume the whole time. Yeah. Which really set the mood. And if I remember correctly, this is post-Symbiote, right? Where he just decided to hell with it. I'm going to wear the black costume regardless. Yeah. I I believe so. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just, it's a masterpiece. In either case, the feedback that I got was from Roger Reichart at Nintendo Raj on Twitter, and he messaged me saying, fear was a theme running through the series. I thought it was interesting that Spidey, Craven, Furman all hid behind their alter egos while dealing with fear, but MJ didn't have an alter ego to hide behind. She had to face the fear as herself, which in the end is what Spidey, Craven had to do as well, face fear as themselves and not as their alter ego. And then he, wonder, he's, he asks, why do you think Craven revealed that he killed and took Spider-Man's identity? My take is, it feels like Craven wanted Peter to remember who he is as the man, not the spider, and that's his true power. Something that yeah. he'll need to rely on when Venom shows up. I think that's a great take by Roger. That is. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So this is the one I kind of referenced already. This is, comes from Tom. I did not put down Twitter handles. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, maybe I should have. This is one of those comics that never should have gotten off the ground because it feels like an ending for a major character. I don't know how Marvel approved Craven having an endgame like this. Also burying one of the most popular characters in a grave. It's wild to think about. The story and art both hold up well. I love the buildup of spiders on the grave. The images it conjures up are fantastic. The only disappointing thing is this wasn't Craven's last hunt. It should have been. What do you think about that last comment? Well, Tom, I got bad news for you. This is the world of comic books. (laughs) <laughs> nobody stays dead but i wholeheartedly agree that it should have been craven's last hunt as the title implied it uh it would have been a very fitting end to to that character but craven had a lot more to bring to the table 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it made him an icon. You know, it, it put did. him in the Spider Man already had a great rogues gallery, and this just kind of elevated him up there into the top 10, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I don't even know if I would have named him in the the top twenty five. No, right? He, he was a one off here and there, and that was about it. <laughs> this one comes from Erica. I never read Spider Man, but you told me I had to, so I did. Two smiley faces after that. Thank you for changing <laughs> my world. As someone who only reads DC, <laughs> she has this in quotations. Flash is better than you give it credit for. <laughs> I'm now a Spider Man fan. What other stories should I read? Ooh. I think uh, if you want an origin story, read Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. From Brian Michael Bendis. It's a alternate reality version. You're not a part of the main continuity, but it is such a wonderful, consistent story that spans over 100 issues with the same art team, the same writer. It, it really does feel just like this gigantic Marvel experience. Uh, unlike anything else, I don't know if we'll ever see something like that again, but that one's great. What was your recommendation, Phil? Um, well, I was going to say, we don't actually hate on the flash. Just the recent runs been a little bit iffy before there was a really, really good run that was previous right. written by Josh right. Williamson that we loved. And that's actually what got both of us back on board the flash bandwagon. Um, I was basically going to suggest the entire McFarlane run of, of Spider-Man as cliche as that is, because he was just nailing everything out of the park there. Um, yeah, the Mysterio storyline, new... the Paladin storyline, all of that was so good. Obviously, Venom came into play there too, but that is just, mm, that is yeah, key Morbius. classic Spider-Man. Morbius as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. And so you're referencing not his run on Amazing Spider-Man, but his run at, on the just standalone Spider-Man. Oh, right? no, I'm going with the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, either. you are? Okay. Yeah, like that 300 to like 330, oh, sure, sure, 340 yeah. that he did, that was like just iconic covers. His, his straight up Spider-Man itself alone was... What ruined comics. I mean, it was a really good write, but it also gave us all the variant issues from that Spider-Man number one of the bagged and gold and yeah. black and all the color and all that kind of stuff. And I don't mean- You say ruined, kind of... but now you're a variant hunter. Hey, that's your fault. So you have, you have Todd <laughs> to thank. <laughs> Sorry. Ruined my wallet, not comics. This next one, this last one I'm going to read is from Elevate Games. I believe it's El- at Elevate Games on Twitter. I've been loving from panel to podcast. Aw. I added the aw. He didn't. The recommended read of Craven's Last Hunt was an incredible choice. Since I'm just starting to get into comics, this was the first time this was a first time read for me. I loved every page and couldn't put the comic down till I finished it. Craven went from a weird villain I really disliked to one of my favorites after just a few issues. Thanks for re- recommending this fantastic read and I can't wait to hear even more podcast greatness each and every Tuesday. Man, those are some kind words. Ah. Well, he hasn't listened to this episode yet. Yeah, let, let, let's <laughs> it's <all>. downhill. <laughs> Phil, before we get to next week's books, I am going to say goodbye to you. Well, all right. I didn't and want I'm gonna to be here invite, anyways. I'm going to invite Game Informer's Kim Wallace, Ooh. who's a big comic reader, to talk about some of her favorite books. But we'll get back to you, Phil. We'll see you in a few minutes. All right. I'll go for a walk. And now I'm talking to Game Informer's Kimberly Wallace, who is a huge comic book reader. Uh, Kim, how long have you been reading? Oh, gosh. I mean, I started reading when I was a little girl um, and got really back into comics, I would say, within the last, like, 10 years, I think. Um, 
you know, when Ms. Marvel came out, Kamala Khan, I just loved how different she felt, you know, like an ordinary, like fangirl um, for the Avengers. And I just really got back into it around that time, I think. And then since then, I've been, you know, Wonder Woman's always been one of my favorites, um, even since I was little. So I've kept up with a lot of Wonder Woman. Yeah, anything Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. I remember you and I were you and I were geeking out about Captain Marvel back in the office maybe seven years ago now. Time is flying. Before the movie came out, I know you were you were excited about going to the comic shop and 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 checking that one out. And I saw on Instagram you just brought home a huge haul over the weekend of new books. Walk us through what you got. Yeah, my favorite thing to do um, is just go to a comic shop and look around and find all the ones that I'm currently reading, but then pick up a few new things. So uh, my haul is pretty big sitting here, but uh, I'll go through some. I got the new Captain Marvel annual, which I still have to read. Oh, it's so good. It's going to make you want a Star Jammer series. And I, oh, I hope man. that's what they're setting up because this is like a a flashback to a moment in time. It it reads very much like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's very interstellar. Uh, a prison's involved. You're going to see some cool jellyfish. <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome. It's a really good read. And yeah, like I said, I hope it's setting up Star Jammers because that's the focus here. Uh, she was a part of that team and and they really lean into that here. So I'm hoping she gets a spinoff series or is a part of, you know, Star Jammers moving forward. Yeah, as as also as a huge Ms. Marvel fan, I picked up uh, Beyond the Limit, which I've been reading. Um, yeah. That's a lot of fun. She gets like transported into like this Bollywood uh, parade and everything. There's this girl that she meets who's from another dimension and trying to figure out what her true intentions are. Um, very, love- very fun. Yeah, I love how they lean into her on the phone a lot. Another series that does that well, too, is what I'm really enjoying is the Hawkeye Kate Bishop uh, series. Yeah, Yeah, they use the phone all the time in that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, being like, this is ridiculous. Um, But that one's really fun, too. Actually, I would say Hawkeye Kate Bishop, and I just got the new um, She-Hulk that they have out, too. And I'm really enjoying She-Hulk. I mean, it's kind of in that same vein where it's like uh, Jennifer Walters, you know, goes back to living her normal law firm life. But then (laughs) Jack of Hearts comes into her life again. And there's this whole thing going on there. And it's just it's just very fun. Um, So those are ones I've been doing. And Wonder Woman... The listeners out there, that is issue three of She-Hulk. Yes. That is out. And then uh, Beyond the Limit is, I think, issue three or four is out Four. Four. I just picked up four. So four is out. Um, It's been hard. I actually was talking to the guy at the comic store, and they said there's been, like, some some shipment delays where they're just not getting stuff as, you know, with the pandemic and everything as is on cue. So like, I can't even like keep a good schedule of when things are out. I just, like I said, I show up at the comic store and I keep a list of all the ones that I'm reading and just try to see if there's a new, um, new one in, but yeah, yeah, like Hawkeye has been really delayed. Kate Bishop, like I had a hard time tracking down. Um, I'm up to five right now, but trying to find hers, I had like months like a month over a month be- before I could find another issue of it, um, which was difficult because I was like, I'm enjoying this so much. <laughs> and yeah, we've had to delay some of our episodes just because of the shipping uh, problems that are going on there. For whatever reason, our comic store keeps uh, the Marvel boxes don't show up on time. 
and they'll be delayed weeks. So it's like, do I drive around the city and and find stuff or find that one store that has them? Yeah, that's delay exactly an episode? happening with me. I, I went to a different shop and was able to find some of the other ones early. It's just so weird on, on when they get certain things in. Uh, one book I want to recommend to you, Kim. I don't know if you've read it yet. Something is killing the children. This is like the favorite. I've heard about this and I actually was ha- was planning on reading it at some point. Like I have it on my list. It is the best book out there. I think you're going to fall head over heels in love with not only the story, but the characters. And do not try to buy individual issues because issue one, which just came out, you know, what, a handful of years ago is over a grand now. Whoa. This is like the biggest thing going on. Buy the trades. You you can get the trades. They're up to issue 21 now. 21 oh just God. came out last week. But get the get the first two trades. I think you could get, you know, 10 issues in each of those trades. I think that will be your favorite thing. And and if you read it, let me know. Like as soon as yeah, you start no, reading it. I'm good. You've convinced me now to pull the trigger because I've had it like on my list and be like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to get it eventually. But now that you've said that, all right, I'm going to put that up there on it. Yeah, it is. Hands down, each issue, Phil and I read this and we're just like, there's nothing else like this. Like the flow of it, just how the stories roll through that one is unlike anything. It's it is an event in comics. And I think you uh, you would get as much out of it as we are. I think I think knowing your tastes in comics, you're going to you're going to love this one. Well, speaking of events and comics, what I've really been like into right now, and it's taking up all my time to like track everything down and follow it is like the big um, seven part like crossover for Wonder Woman with the trial of the Amazons. Yeah. So like I loved Wonder Girl. Yara Flo is just like amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. And um But seeing how she's put, like, you get to the end of that first, like, arc of hers, and they're like, all right, her story is going to continue in Trial of the Amazons. And then you realize that, oh, wait, now part of it's going to be in Wonder Woman, (laughs) and then you have to get this, and then there's, like, stuff to keep up on. So what they're basically doing is deciding, like, who's going to guard Doom's doorway, along with, like, which queen will hold uh, sovereignty over the tribes. And there's a lot of mistrust and murder going on, and it's just, like, this huge wonder woman arc and it has been i like went to the comic shop this week and i'm like picked up like the historia because i really wanted to get into that so there's two books on that of just like all the amazons and then i was getting confused because all of a sudden all these books have trial of the amazons but i'm like i just want part two of trials of the amazons because they had the first part come out but i don't think that's out yet and so then i found like again like there was there's a wonder woman comic and there's like a trial of the amazons wonder girl one there's just like so much going into this crossover (laughs) that i'm just like keeping my brain because i also read all the um nubia and the amazons that came before that like i've just been in this so i am like trying to it's just like a lot to keep up on but it's also very fun and also for people who like wonder woman i've also been reading wonder woman evolution um which is kind of cool because it's testing her abilities and putting her through this trial where she's maybe not in agreement all the time with what the event, um, not the Avengers, sorry, um, what <laughs> Superman, Justice League, Justice League <laughs> da, da, yeah. da, and Justice League um, wants to do. And you can't tell if like it's 
all part of her trial or if it's really going on. So you're like questioning the whole time. It's, it's pretty fun. It's a very different art style for wonder woman, but I kind of like that. It's different. Um, well, than the very, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you very excited here. Oh, well, here trial we go. of the Amazons part five comes out tomorrow on Wednesday. Oh my God. And it is continued from trial of the Amazons. Wonder girl. Number one. Okay. And yeah. That's what I picked will, up. And then the next issue will be Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl number two. So this is Wonder Woman number 786. So the main series is part five of this series. Gosh, I just, <laughs> yeah, it's just been trying to wrap my brain around it and make sure I get all the stuff. Um, like I said, all my comics as reading led into it very nicely. And then I'm like, oh, now I have to make sure everything comes out in the right order. And I get it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, but fun. I like when they do those big events that kind of go through the entire a multitude of series. Yeah, it's just I, fun. I like it when they keep it organized. Like yeah. when I get a checklist, like we just did the death of Doctor Strange. And you get a checklist at the back and there's like 30 comics that are in this series. But it tells you exactly when each one's coming out, you know, what order you should read them in. I'm like, okay, this is how you do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what's been challenging with just, you know, having delays in shipping and not knowing sometimes when stuff is going to come in or if you're going to find it on time. And like I said, I just do my trip every, every like two weeks or so just to make sure I'm getting what I need. But like sometimes I'll go to the store and it's like oh man i only came out with like one or two things but then i visited last <laughs> week and as you see there's a huge haul yeah. that now is like stacked on my bed and i'm like i gotta get to these <laughs> as soon it's, as i can it's the greatest feeling when you go to the store and you come back and you know you feel guilty at the time when you're at the register but then you're sitting at home much. yeah and you're like oh which one do i jump into first yes yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good problem exactly. to have any other series you'd recommend kim oh man you know Right now, like, uh, okay, I, I've been waiting for the second issue of this, and I can't figure out why it's not come out yet, but I read the first, um, and maybe it did, and like I missed it, but Mary Jane and Black Cat, the first issue I read of that, that. Yeah, I don't think that's out yet. Let's see. So Let's the first if- issue was very good and promising, and so I was just bummed that I haven't been able to find the next one of it. I'm hoping to say it'll be this week. Please but say I'm not seeing it on here. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look that up and see when that's coming. I've but, also been reading the Batgirls. Yes, um, that is, is this really week. Fun. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I was I looked at the store and I'm like, they didn't have the new one yet. So good to know that's coming this week and I can pick that up as well when I yep. go back. That is issue five. So you got plenty of reasons to go already to get your new books tomorrow, Kim. Oh my gosh, I have my plans all in order now. <laughs> well, thanks, Kim, for taking some time to uh, talk comic books. And you're always welcome. If you want to jump back on with some recommendations, just let me know. Yeah. And we'll make time. Perfect. I mean, I yeah, I love talking about it. There's a lot of good comics out there. I think that people um, don't realize that they're missing out on. All righty. Let's move on to next week's books. All right, Phil, are you ready to get your, your counter going? I don't know if you're taking doing little scratch marks on paper, holding up fingers, but we got a 
Count, how many books we're going to be buying this week? I have got my pen and paper ready, but at this time, I do also want to remind readers that there are the apps that you can go back and get your Marvel Unlimited, DC's got one, Images got one. If you want to read any of these great stories from the past that we're talking about, they're all more than likely available from there because they're not going to hide the brilliance from you guys. Um, I, I have to say personally that I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that I did use my three months of Marvel Unlimited that I got with Xbox to read Craven's Last Hunt because I wasn't going to go out and just buy the trade paperback because I'm not a trade paperback kind of guy. I'm an, an issue hunter. So this probably saved me about $100 just going that way out. Phil, I opened up my old issues. You still have those? Oh, God, yeah. Lucky. Yeah, they're a little brown, but Your not mom too loved bad. you more than mine did. My mom sold all my stuff. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. That's a talker for a future episode. Your how, mom. How, no, much I, uh, <laughs> how much I dislike my mom for selling all my old stuff? No, just some things that we lost as kids that we wish oh, we still had. Yeah. But let's save that for a future one. Let's go into this week's books. Let's roll. Wonder Woman 786. Getting it. Really? X-Men 10. Yeah, I'm going to get it. X-Men 10. Getting it. Venom number seven. I'll get that. Getting it. Batman Catwoman. I'll getting get that. It. Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 37. Getting it. I'm five for five. Man. Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 10. Star Wars, Darth Vader, 22. Yep. Star Wars, 22. I'll get that as well. Noctera, number nine. Eternals, number 11. Getting it. Get that. Batman 89. Seems like this has been a long wait for this one. Yeah, it's been a couple of months, but I'll definitely grab that. Me too. Batman Urban Legends. I'll grab that as well. King Spawn, number nine. Batgirls, number five. Mm. Is that a getting it or no? No, that's, that was my grunt of remembering the first issue of that. Yeah. Black Panther, number five. Getting it. I'll grab that. Flashpoint Beyond Zero. Kind of have to, right? Yeah, getting it. I am Batman, number eight. I'll get that as well. Green Lantern, number 12. <laughs> future State Gotham, number 12. <laughs> Are you getting it? No, I. that's the only Future State that I... Well, I got all the other Future States when they came out, and when Gotham kept going, I backed off. All right. What if Miles Morales, number two? I might grab that. X-Men 92, House of... What is this? XC12. Do you know what a C is in Roman numerals? Mm, I'm going to go XC2? with. XC2? I don't know what this it's is. It's 100 maybe? I don't know. <laughs> number one of that. Uh, Captain Carter, number two. Getting it. Electra, number 100. I'll grab that and the variants. Getting it. Wow, Phil. Mighty Morphin, number 18. Rain number four. The Sandman University Nightmare Country. Yes. Number one. You see who's writing that? that? (laughs) (laughs) All over it. Yeah. Who's right? Go ahead. Say it. Tynan's writing that one. James Tynan the fourth, which I'll read almost anything that he puts out. Yeah. that's. I don't know what he would put out that I wouldn't buy now that I pause and think about that. Yeah. So that's, that's a definite get for both of us. Seven Secrets, number 16. That's from Boom Studios. I wonder what that's all about. Hmm. Suicide Squad, Blaze, number two. I'll get that. First one was weird, but I'll stay with it. 
Image number one. This is a celebration of Image Comics. I'm getting it. I'll check that out. Farmhand number 16. What? Farmhand. I was just thinking if I would have gotten issue <laughs> one, I might still be reading Farmhand. The last book you'll ever read, number seven. I'll grab that. Turns out I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Turns out you're going to keep reading. Yeah. Radio Spaceman, number two. No, oh, if I would have gotten number one, that sounds sweet. Naomi, season two, number two. Getting it. That's been great. A Town Called Terror, number one. Oh, man, that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> uh, the Rush, number five. Norse Mythology, three, number three. Norse Mythology, three, number three? Yeah. Huh. Right. Shadow Man, number eight. Last Flight Out, number six. Nightmare Blog, number six. Hit me, hit me, number two. Immortal Red Sonia, number one. Seems like she has a new number one every every month. It really does. She's got a book coming out every week, it feels like. Uh, Daisy, number five. Human Remains, number seven. Angel, number four. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, number five. Evil Ernie, number five. He's like glowing in the dark playing guitar on the cover. Well, don't tell me it glows in the dark. (laughs) Uh, Midnight Rose, number one. I think we're done here, Phil. Breakout, number one. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else here that I think we'll get. I'm at 16. I'm at 14. Hmm. That's a big week. That's a sizable week. And I think something is killing the children. Those David Mack covers are finally hitting. Uh, they've been saying that for the last three weeks. I'll believe it when they're in true. my hand. <laughs> that is true. But I'm looking at probably a $80 a week if they are, if they do show up. Uh, otherwise, I don't know, probably what? 40 bucks around there. 50. Yeah. Right around 60, 50. I'm sure 70. I'll be at 60, <laughs> it just 70. keeps going up. Uh, and yeah. then I'll walk but in and so somebody will be like, Hey, you should check this out too. And I'll go, okay. I am the yeah. easiest person to sell a comic book to. If I ever walk into your comic book shop, just tell me that something's good and I'll buy it because I'm stupid like that. <laughs> uh, but it's been so much fun reading these books and telling you what we think of them. If you like the show, please let us know. If you don't, also let us know. If you think we're idiots, we want to hear that too. That makes us laugh. Yeah. And, and we uh, know we're idiots. That's the best yeah, part. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like <laughs> They're like, hey, this person nailed it. Like we joke at the end of almost episode, like, thanks for listening to our dumb show or our silly show. And it's like, we honestly feel that way because we've been doing this. You and I talking comic books for 25 years at this point. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. We want you to read comics because we think they're wonderful. You're missing out if you aren't. If you are just listening for the first time, like one of our, our reader comments today or listener comments today. They're fantastic. Just take a chance on them. Read one issue. And and I guarantee if you pick up a good one, you're going to want to read everything else because you see the magic of what comic books have to offer. They're as good as the MCU movies, seriously, or the TV shows, Mm -hmm. if not better at times. Like I I just love this medium of storytelling and um, can't get enough of it. And just am so thankful that we get to talk you and I, Philip, as, as fans, yes. uh, get to talk every week about them and share our thoughts on them, but also uh, hear your feedback. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to our dumb little show. And we'll be back in seven days. See you then, everybody. Take care, guys.